is episode number 34 of the High Impact Leaders Podcast, your shortcut to personal growth and career success. Everybody, welcome to episode number 34 of High Impact Leaders. I'm Doug Standard, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and this is the podcast that helps people acquire leadership and management skills to improve your career and facilitate dynamic growth in your business. On this episode, we're going to talk about how to lead better meetings and really just make your meetings more efficient. Um, these are some time-tested skills I've been using with clients and customers for 20 plus years. And they, I can tell you, these things are even more effective now in the busy schedules that we all have uh, than what they were than when I created these years ago. So, so enjoy the episode. Um, by the way, the episode is brought to you by the Leaders Institute, my company. So for the last couple of months, I've been talking about the rollout of our new leadership development courses, and, and basically, we released the signups just before Christmas. I've been talking about it for a couple of months now, and, and we, we posted that on our website. The first of those sessions are actually going to start next week. And we had such an overwhelming response to the to the uh, the posting that it sold out in just like the first couple of days. So we're going to be relaunching the next version of the program in a in a few more weeks. So we're going to open it back up to more people, add some more um, some more seats in in an upcoming session. But this is a combination of of uh, online courses, uh, virtual coaching, so you get a chance to interact with a professional coach. Uh, and and also, we'll, although we haven't done this yet, but the um, the next part is the in person seminar. So basically, we're, you'll you'll be able to take those skills that you've developed in the virtual classes and be able to interact with other folks as the as COVID allows us to to meet back in the in person. Um, so uh, if you'd like details about that, go to uh, let me give you a special place on the website that's just for the podcast folks. It's it's www.leadersinstitute.com slash leadership dash course. So that's leadersinstitute.com slash leadership dash course. If you go there, that'll give you details about the the entire program and how you can get um, at the, the front of the line on the next session. All right. So let's get on with today's podcast. So the topic today is about developing efficient meetings. And let me just ask you, before we actually get started, think about this in your head. So how would you describe the meetings that you've attended in the past, especially with COVID and with um, with the virtual meetings? I had, a, I had it's funny, we had a, a person that called into our company uh, just on our 800 number, I think it was late last week, and he was looking at going through one of our public speaking classes. And um, since COVID is still, you know, running rampant in a lot of cities, um, we asked, we, we basically said, hey, well, if you're not in Dallas, you, you know, you might have to wait. So, but our virtual classes are really good. And he goes, oh, no. And he started really complaining. Oh, I don't, I'm so sick of virtual. I'm not going through virtual. And I think a lot of people have have kind of gone through that where because of all of the 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 new virtual meetings that have occurred, it's it, people have gotten a, a really bad feel for those. It's it's like we're not most 
companies, most individuals, most managers aren't really doing those meetings well. And so um, if, even if you wouldn't describe your own personal, the ones that you, your, your meetings are the ones that you're leading as being kind of boring or, or long, I, I, you, you might ask your folks, you know, the folks who are actually attending those. A lot of times I've asked that question, by the way, to, I don't know, over 1200 different audiences. And the most popular answers that I get when I say, hey, how would you describe your meetings? Most popular response is meetings are long, right? And meetings are boring, right? So um, the basically what that means is that those two responses, they, it, those are almost always the first two responses that come up. Now, sometimes you're going to get other negative things like waste of time, not productive, confrontational, depending on the, the atmosphere that you have within your organization, ineffective, repetitive. So every once in a while, I'll, I'll get a response like positive, informative, or necessary. However, typically the other folks in the, in the room will typically gang up on that person very quickly. Um, but the one thing to kind of keep in mind just about meetings is really, really, really important is that when people are in meetings, no work is being produced. Just keep that in mind. We always think of, you know, meetings are one of those things that's kind of a necessary evil, right? So most people believe that 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 um, that the, the meetings are where the productivity is occurring. Yeah, you might come up with a great idea, but the great idea in a meeting is of no value. It's not until we take that idea out of the meeting and do something with it. So the meeting in and of itself might be important to kind of getting you to a conclusion or getting you to to a, a solution. But for the most part, the the more time that we spend in the meeting, the less is actually getting done. So with that being said, one of the most important things that we can remember about business meetings is to not have one unless it is absolutely necessary. So when your employees and your coworkers, when they're in staff meetings, they're, they're not producing anything. So nothing is ever produced until after that meeting is over. So my first advice to people who want to make meetings more effective, efficient is to just have fewer of them. That typically helps a lot, right? So typically if you're doing um, a, a meeting every week and the meetings are starting to get monotonous, then maybe do one every other week. Right. So you can do fewer of these meetings and typically get a better, get more done in a lot of cases. Um, by the way, just so you know, years ago, I made that statement in a class and there was a young lady that was in the front row. She raised her hand. He said, that sounds really good. But what happens if your job is to actually go to the meetings? And I was kind of intrigued. So I asked her to tell me, you know, kind of what she meant, you know, tell me more about this, because it seemed like an odd question to ask. And she was a personal assistant to a manager of a big Fortune 500 company. And her boss hired her to attend meetings for him. So she, her whole job was just to go to meetings that he didn't have time to go to. And apparently, I, I'm, I'm, you know, he, he was being asked to attend so many meetings that I, he, didn't, he didn't have time to get his own job done. So he hired her to go to the meetings and said, so after class, she and I sat down and we went over a schedule for the previous week. And I had her, I had her try to remember every single thing that she did. And each one of the time, I think we went in like 15 minute time increments and used her calendar to do it. And we identified, I think it was somewhere close to like 32 hours of wasted meeting time. There were uh, literally 32 hours in a 40 hour week that she was, she was in meetings that neither she nor her boss really needed to be in. 
for instance, a lot of these meetings, the the boss really wasn't involved in any of the decision-making process processes in, in these meetings. And he wasn't responsible for the results of the team either. So, so based on my suggestion, both of them just kind of stopped going to these meetings. And then three weeks later, I asked her what happened and she said, nothing. I'm, I'm not sure anybody even noticed. Right. So now granted, this is a really extreme case, but there are probably hours in each of the weeks that we all have, my, myself included, that are wasted in ineffective meetings. So let me give you a few tips that will help you make your meetings more effective. Now, these are going to be tips that are for the meeting leader. So if you're calling the meeting, these are things that are going to be helpful. But they're also good suggestions that you can make subtly to, to folks. Like if, you, if you are one of these people who are attending the meetings that are a lot of wasted time, then you can subtly make some of these, these suggestions and, and possibly save yourself a little bit more time. So, um, so these tips I'm going to cover, they're, they're strategies that I've collected over the years. Um, I've collected them from class members who swear by their effectiveness. So I hope they work for you as well. So the first one, number one, is to have an agenda. So what you want to do is you want to outline ahead of time what points will actually be covered in the meeting. Write it out, by the way, and distribute that written agenda to the participants well ahead of the meeting. This is going to help the the help you avoid the the chasing rabbits in, in the meeting. It's going to help the participants be better prepared for the actual meeting when they get there. Um, if you if you'd like the uh, the meeting to be more collaborative. One of the things that you can do is ask a few of the team members to prepare a short report about these things. Um, for, for instance, um, one of my instructors recently taught a virtual team building activity, and I happened to be at the office and, and my, my phone you know, suddenly flashed a notification, said, Amy Mabry is live you know, on Facebook. And, and she, what, what had happened is she had started a Facebook live broadcast while she was actually teaching the activity. And, and the people in the event were having a blast. You could tell she was having fun. They were having fun. And, and they were playing along with her as if she was interviewing them, which she was. And it was really cute. And it was a great piece of marketing to boot. So, so it, was, it was a really good way to kind of use social media, media at the events that we were teaching. So after she wrapped up the event, I, I reached out to her and asked her if she might be willing to let the other instructors know what she had done. It was, it's recorded by the way, so she could use that uh, and, and how, um, how she got such great cooperation from the group. How did she make that happen? And she enthusiastically agreed. So I added it to my agenda for the next team meeting. So it's, they're real easy. If you look for ways to kind of get your team to, to participate in the meeting and then add that to the agenda it's a whole lot better to do it that way than to just on the fly, you know, have, you know, put them on the spot and say, Hey, tell us about that Facebook thing that you did last week. It, it, typically you'll get a much better report and you'll get better participation and the, they'll, they'll like you better as a boss as well. So tip number two is that once you have that written agenda, you actually have to follow the agenda. Now this sounds very elementary, but you'd be surprised by the number of people who actually take the time to, to create an agenda and then totally disregard the agenda during the meeting. So you want to treat your agenda. It's, it's like a, you know, the map app on your phone. If, if you make a wrong turn in your car, your app's going to give you a route to get back on track. And so your agenda can do this for you as well. So if you, if you have that written and you have it in front of you, then um, as you kind of get to the point where you're, you're, calling out or, or talking about each one of these, these bullet points that you're covering. And once the person or people that you have that you've prepared to 
speak on that point when they get finished with their presentation. You just kind of go down your written list and say, okay, all right, the next thing we're going to cover is boom, and just jump right into it. That way it'll keep you from chasing rabbits and keep you from getting off track. So, so not only should you have an agenda, but you need to follow the agenda as well. So the third really good tip that you can do is limit that agenda to maybe three points or less. Uh, I, I know for me, this is one of the things that's, that's uh, a little bit more challenging. There's a lot of things that are covering. If we're only doing these meetings once a week, once every couple of weeks, a lot of things have happened. So what, one of the things that I like to do is, is I, I like to ask myself, oh, what are the three most important things that we need to cover in this particular meeting? And then limit the agenda due to these three points. The rest of the things that you wanted to cover by definition weren't really that important anyway, <laughs> you know, so why waste everybody's time on it? Um, I, I'll give you an example of this. I got, a, I got invited to a Rotary Club meeting a few weeks ago, just before the November election. And it, it was an evening meeting and a student organization had brought pizza to sell at the fundraiser. And, you know, I mean, and, you know, I'm all about helping the kids. Right. So it was, so it was since, especially with pizza involved. Right. So yeah, it's not about the pizza. It's about the kids. So I, you know, I went back a couple of times and did my part. Um, seriously, seriously though, I, I, um, I really was happy to come and support the community and network with the, you community leaders. However, the president of the club had a list of items to cover and the list was pretty dang long. And after the third one, I had pretty much checked out. So after about 20 minutes of rambling from one point to the next, he, he then started to introduce the politicians in the room. And each one of them got to stand up and thank the crowd for their support. And there were about six of them. So the combination of the long list of items and then the long list of politicians, it was, it was too much. I, I mean, I was, I was, most of us, most of the people in the audience, including myself, were just squirming in our seats. So if you want your team to get more out of your meetings, focus on just a few key items per meeting, and they're going to like it a whole lot more, get more value out of it, and it's going to make you more efficient. So tip number four is that you want to set a time limit. So in addition, in addition to having an agenda, you also want to set a time limit for the meeting. Now, I would suggest that the time limit for your meeting be no longer than, I would say, like 30 minutes. Uh, and, and then in future meetings, shorten the time by five minutes until the time limit is actually 15 minutes or less. The leader of the meeting will become much more efficient, if that's you, and the participants will become much more focused as well. Um, when the time limit is up, you in the meeting, even if you didn't get a chance to cover everything. So you, you may not get a chance to cover every single thing in as much depth as what you wanted to. But the, the, the first, especially the first couple of times that you try this, but within a short time though, you're going to find that the major information points that are being discussed are going to get discussed very quickly. And you're going to find that decisions are being made very efficiently as well. So set a time limit, make the time limit very short. It's funny how people tend to take about as much time as you give them, right? I don't know if you've ever done this where if, if you've had a, a, a project that had a specific time limit, maybe the time limit was a month out or two months out or three months out. You ever notice how anytime you have something that has a time limit like that, in order to get that project accomplished, it almost always takes the exact time that you were given. If you're given a day, it takes a day. If you're given a week, it takes a week. If you're given, you know, um, three years, it's going to take you three years, right? So, so the, the, if you set a time limit on your meeting, that's an hour long, it's going to take you an hour to do it. If you set it 30 minutes, you'll get it done pretty efficiently in 30 minutes. If you set it for 15 
it, you're going to be even more efficient. You're going to, and you'll get much greater value out of these sessions as well. So the last one, number five, is you want to encourage participation from everyone, but but you don't want to force them to participate. So instead of going around the table and asking for opinions or input, a lot of times what I do is I just ask a question. So when I ask a question, then I let people volunteer their answers. Um, this some you know there'll be sometimes during any meeting that each person will kind of zone out. Um, that that happens most often, by the way, because the meetings are long and boring, right? So if you if you happen to call on somebody who has just zoned out, then you're going to embarrass that person. You're going to put them on the spot. It's going to be very embarrassing. In addition, if we call on every single person, it wastes time and it really put, it, it'll put everybody on the spot. So it's, that's a really bad way to get participation is say, okay, Bob, what do you think? No, give me more. Okay, June, what do you think? <laughs> All right, now, Jerry, right? So if you do that, if you're going around the table and calling on everybody, most people will will participate out of obligation, but they may not be adding a whole lot to the conversation. So instead, um, you might just ask a question of the of the, the group as a whole and then pause, but you have to wait till someone answers and then say something like, you know, once a single person in the room kind of answers, um, it's basically all you have to do is say, oh, good, perfect. Uh, let's hear some, let's hear from somebody else now. And, and that'll encourage others to jump in. The goal is to try to get everybody to speak without putting anybody on the spot. Um, and, and by the way, if there are people in the meeting who, who rarely speak, you want to avoid calling on them directly um, because a lot of times this is going to make them more nervous. But you might say something like, hey, I value, I value the opinion of each of you. Does anybody else have something to add? And then just look at the person that you want to hear from. And if he or she has something to say, then that person will typically say it if, if they're encouraged in a positive way, that way the, the way that I'm talking about. And if the person doesn't have anything in to say, you haven't really embarrassed that person. So um, so that that's a really key thing to, to kind of keep in mind. Try to get people to participate in the meeting, but really don't put anybody on the spot. And if there is somebody that you want to hear from, use your body language. Use an open palm to that person. Look at them. Um, ask if there's anything anybody else wants to add. You know, look at that person. And then if and if they totally don't want to want don't want to participate then obviously don't put them on the spot and you can always go to that person individually and say you know after the meeting and, and say something like hey it looked like you had something that you wanted to kind of bring up at the meeting um, did would you feel more comfortable kind of telling me personally or something like that and you still may be able to get may be able to get the um, the information. By the way, if you want some help implementing some of this in your own organization, we can do um, a, a quick little session virtually on having more efficient meetings as a workshop. You can go to leadersinstitute.com for details about that, and it can be both in-person and virtually. So basically, meetings can be really, really powerful if they are efficient, if you're using your meetings effectively. And so um, if 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 you, if you use those meetings as a way to communicate better and to solve problems, you're going to get great value out of them. So just remember to avoid calling a meeting if, if you really don't need to, creating a, create an agenda and then stick to it, set a time limit, and then finally encourage the, the group to collaborate, but don't try to force them to participate. If you do that, then your meetings can be, uh, can, can be that efficient and that powerful tool that will help you get things done in your organization. 
All right. Well, thanks a lot for being a part of High Impact Leaders, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye, y'all.